It's Passion Sunday here at Good Shepherd Catholic Church in State College, Pennsylvania. The date is March 29, 2015. Today's readings come from Isaiah, chapter 50, verses 4 through 7, as well as Philippians, chapter 2, verses 6 through 11. The procession gospel comes from Mark, chapter 11, verses 1 through 10. Today's homily is given by Father Charlie Amershack. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Glory to you, Lord. When Jesus and his disciples near, drew, near, drew near Jerusalem, the Bethphage and Bethany at the Mount of Olives, he sent two of his disciples and said to them, Go into the village opposite you, and immediately on entering it, you will find a colt tethered on which no one has ever sat. Untie it and bring it here. If anyone should say to you, why are you doing this? Reply, the master has need of it and will send it back here at once. So they went off and found a colt tethered at the gate outside on the street and they untied it. Some of the bystanders said to them, what are you doing untying the colt? They answered them just as Jesus had told them to, and they were permitted to do it. So they brought the colt to Jesus and put their cloaks on it, and he sat on it. Many people spread their cloaks on the road, and others spread leafy branches that they had cut from the fields. Those preceding him, as well as those following him, kept crying out, Hosanna! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the kingdom of our father David that is to come. Hosanna in the highest. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Hosanna in the highest. What's going to happen to the palms in your hand when you leave church today? A lot of people will leave them in the back of the car and just kind of forget about them and they'll get all crispy and dry. A lot of us will take these palms, these blessed palms, and place them near crucifixes in our homes. These blessed palms become a reminder. A reminder that once we sang Hosanna to the Son of David, we proclaimed Jesus as the true Savior of our lives. Scholars tell us that Jerusalem at Passover was extremely crowded. It was so crowded that there was no way that Jesus could find room in the city itself and he probably stayed in Bethany with Mary and Martha and Lazarus. It was a short walk away. I imagine Jesus walking that road into Jerusalem. I imagine us being there waving our palms. And I imagine that at some point he stops. And he looks us in the eye. 
Every time we see these palms in our homes or in the back seat of the car, every time we see these palms, we can see Jesus looking at us right in the eye. You sang Hosanna when I entered Jerusalem. Does what you do and what you say and how you live, does it reflect that Hosanna? Or have you chosen something else to try to save you? In the following selection from the book of Isaiah, the Lord's suffering servant expresses trust in God, even in the face of suffering. A reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. The servant of the Lord said, The Lord God has given me the tongue of a teacher, that I may know how to sustain the weary with a word. Morning by morning he wakens, wakens my ear, to listen as those who are taught. The Lord God has opened my ear, and I was not rebellious. I did not turn backward. I gave my back to those who struck me and my cheeks to those who pulled out the beard. I did not hide my face from insult and spitting. The Lord God helps me. Therefore, I have not been disgraced. Therefore, I have set my face like flint and I know that I shall not be put to shame. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. As we reflect on this passage from the letter to the Philippians, we have to ask, why did Jesus die the way he did? What is God teaching us through his death on the cross? A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Philippians. Christ Jesus, though he was in the form of God, did not regard equality with God as something to be exploited but emptied himself, taking the form of a slave, being born in human likeness. And being found in human form, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God highly exalted him and gave him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bend, in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. To tremble, tremble, tremble. passion of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Mark. It was two days before the Passover and the festival of the unleavened bread. The chief priests and the scribes were looking for a way to arrest Jesus by stealth and kill him. For they said, Not during the festival, or there may be a riot among the people. While Jesus was at Bethany in the house of Simon the leper, 
As he sat at the table, a woman came with an alabaster jar of very costly ointment of nard. And she broke open the jar and poured the ointment on his head. But some were there who said to one another in anger, Why was the ointment wasted in this way? For this ointment could have been sold for more than 300 denarii, and the money given to the poor. And they scolded her. But Jesus said, Let her alone. Why do you trouble her? She has performed a good service for me. For you always have the poor with you, and you can show kindness to them whenever you wish. But you do not always have me. She has done what she could. She has anointed my body beforehand, before burial. Truly, I tell you, whenever the good news is proclaimed in the whole world, what she has done will be told in remembrance of her. Then Judas Iscariot, who was one of the twelve, went to the chief priests in order to betray him to them. When they heard it, they were greatly pleased and promised to give him money. So he began to look for an opportunity to betray him. On the first day of unleavened bread, when the Passover lamb is sacrificed, the disciples said to Jesus, Where do you want us to go to make the preparations for you to eat the Passover? So he sent two of his disciples, saying to them, Go into the city, and a man carrying a jar of water will meet you. Follow him. And wherever he enters, say to the owner of the house, The teacher asks, Where is my guest room where I may eat the Passover with my disciples. He will show you a large room upstairs, furnished and ready. Make preparations for us there. So the disciples set out and went to the city and found everything as he had told them. And they prepared the Passover meal. When it was evening, Jesus came with the twelve. And when they had taken their places and were eating, Jesus said, Truly I tell you, one of you will betray me, one, one who is eating with me. They began to be distressed and to say to him one after another, Surely, Surely not, not I. It is one of the twelve, one who is dipping bread into the bowl with me. For the Son of Man goes as it is written of him, but woe to that one by whom the Son of Man is betrayed. It would be better for him if he had never been born. While they were eating, he took a loaf of bread. And after blessing it, he broke it, gave it to them, and said, Take, this is my body. Then he took a cup. And after giving thanks, he gave it to them. And all of them drank from it. He said to them, This is my blood of the covenant which is poured out for many. Truly I tell you, I will never again drink the fruit of the vine until the day when I drink it new in the kingdom of God. When they had sung the hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives. And Jesus said to them, 
you will all become deserters. For it is written, I will strike the shepherd and the sheep will be scattered. <laughs> but after I am raised up, I will go before you to Galilee. Peter said to him, Even though all become deserters, I will not. Oh, truly I tell you, this day, this very night, before the cock crows twice, you will deny me three times. But Peter said vehemently, Even though I must die with you, I will not deny you. And all of them said the same. They went to a place called Gethsemane, and Jesus said to his disciples, Sit here while I pray. He took with him Peter and James and John, and began to be distressed and agitated. And he said to them, I am deeply grieved even unto death. Remain here and keep awake. And going a little further, he threw himself on the ground and prayed that if it were possible, the hour might pass from him. Abba, Daddy, for you all things are possible. Remove this cup of suffering from me, yet not what I want, but what you want. Jesus came and found them sleeping, and he said to Peter, Simon, are you asleep? Could you not keep awake one hour? Keep awake and pray that you may not come into the time of trial. Oh, the Spirit is indeed willing but the flesh is weak. And again, he went away and prayed, saying the same words. And once more he came and found them sleeping, for their eyes were very heavy, and they did not know what to say to him. He came a third time and said to them, Are you still sleeping and taking your rest? Enough. The hour has come. The Son of Man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. Get up, let us be going. See, my betrayer is at hand. Immediately while he was still speaking, Judas, one of the twelve, arrived, and with him there was a crowd with swords and clubs, from the chief priests, the scribes, and the elders. Now the betrayer had given them a sign, saying, The one I will kiss is the man. Arrest him and lead him away under guard. So when he came, he went up to Jesus at once and said, Rabbi, and kissed him. Then they laid hands on him and arrested him. But one of those who stood near drew his sword and struck the slave of the high priest, cutting off his ear. Then Jesus said to them, Have you come out with swords and clubs to arrest me as though I were a bandit? Day after day I was with you in the temple teaching and you did not arrest me. But let the scriptures be fulfilled. All of them deserted him and fled. A certain young man was following Jesus, wearing nothing but a linen cloth. They caught hold of him, but he left the linen cloth and ran off naked. They took Jesus to the high priest, and all the chief priests, the elders, and the scribes were assembled. Peter had followed at a distance, 
right into the courtyards of the high priest. And he was sitting with the guards, warming himself at the fire. Now the chief priests and the whole council were looking for testimony against Jesus to put him to death, but they found none. For many gave false testimony against him, and their testimony did not agree. Some stood up and gave false testimony against him, saying, We heard him say, I will destroy this temple that is made with hands, and in three days I will build another not made with hands. But even on this point, their testimony did not agree. Then the high priest stood up before them and asked Jesus, Have you no answer? What is it that they testify against you? But he was still silent and did not answer. Again, the high priest asked him, Are you the Messiah, the Son of the Blessed One? I am. And you will see the Son of Man seated at the right hand of the power and coming with the clouds of heaven. Then the high priest tore his clothes and said, Why do we still need witnesses? You have heard his blasphemy. What is your decision? All of them condemned him as deserving death. Some began to spit on him, to blindfold him, and to strike him, saying to him, Prophesy! The guards also took him over and beat him. While Peter was below in the courtyard, one of the servant girls of the high priest came by. When she saw Peter warming himself, she stared at him and said, You also were with Jesus, the man from Nazareth. But he denied it, saying, I do not know or understand what you are talking about. And he went out to the, into the forecourt. Then the cock crowed. And the servant girl, on seeing him, began again to say to the bystanders, This man is one of them. But again he denied it. Then after a little while, while the bystanders again said to Peter, Certainly you are one of them, for you are a Galilean. But he began to curse, and he swore an oath. I do not know this man you are talking about. At that moment, the cock crowed for the second time. Then Peter remembered that Jesus had said to him, Before the cock crows twice, you will deny me three times. And he broke down and wept. As soon as it was morning, the chief priests held a consultation with the elders and scribes and the whole council. They bound Jesus, led him away, and handed him over to Pilate. Pilate asked him, Are you the king of the Jews? You say so. Then the chief priest accused him of many things. Pilate asked him again, have you no answer? See how many charges they bring against you. But Jesus made no further reply, so that Pilate was amazed. Now at the festival, Pilate used to release a prisoner for them, anyone for whom they asked. Now a man called Barabbas was in prison with the rebels who had committed murder during the insurrection. So the crowd came and began to ask Pilate to do for them according to his custom. Then he answered them, Do you want me to release for you the king of the Jews? For he realized that it was out of jealousy that the chief priests had handed him over. But the chief priests had stirred up the crowd to have him release Barabbas for them instead. 
Pilate spoke to them again. And what do you wish me to do with the man you call the king of the Jews? They shouted back, Crucify him. Pilate asked them, Why? What evil has he done? But they shouted all the more, Crucify him. So Pilate, wishing to satisfy the crowd, released Barabbas for them. And after flogging Jesus, he handed him over to be crucified. Then the soldiers led him into the courtyard of the palace, that is, the governor's headquarters. And they called together the whole court, cohort. And they clothed him in a purple cloak. And after twisting some thorns into a crown, they put it on him. And they began saluting him. Hail, king of the Jews. They struck his head with a reed spat upon him, and knelt down in homage to him. After mocking him, they stripped him of the purple cloak and put his own clothes on him. Then they led him out to crucify him. They compelled a passerby who was coming in from the country to carry his cross. It was Simon of Cyrene, the father of Alexander and Rufus. Then they brought Jesus to the place called Golgotha, which means the place of the skull. And they offered him wine mixed with myrrh, but he did not take it. And they crucified him and divided his clothes among them, casting lots to decide what each should take. It was nine o'clock in the morning when they crucified him. The inscription of the charge against him read, The King of the Jews. And with him they crucified two bandits, one on his right and one on his left. Those who passed by derided him, shaking their heads and saying, Aha, you would destroy the temple and build it in three days. Save yourself and come down from the cross. In the same way, the chief priests, along with the scribes, were also mocking him among themselves and saying, To save others, he cannot save himself. Let the Messiah, the King of Israel, come down from the cross now so that we may see and believe. Those who were crucified with him also taunted him. When it was noon, darkness came over the whole land until three in the afternoon. At three o'clock, Jesus cried out with a loud voice, Eloi, Eloi, lema sabachthani, which means, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? When some of the bystanders heard it, they said, Listen, he is calling for Elijah. And someone ran, filled a sponge with sour wine, put it on a stick, and gave it to him to drink, saying, Wait, let us see whether Elijah will come to take him down. Then Jesus gave a loud cry and breathed his last. Were you there when he bowed his head and Oh. 
temple was torn in two from top to bottom. Now when the centurion who stood facing him saw that in this way he breathed his last, he said, Truly, this man was God's son. There were also women looking on from a distance. Among them were Mary Magdalene and Mary the mother of James and the younger men of Joseph and Salome. These used to follow him and provided for him when he was in Galilee. And there were many other women who had come up with him to Jerusalem. When evening had come, and since it was the day of preparation, that is, the day before the Sabbath, Joseph of Arimathea, a respected member of the council, who was also with him, waiting expectantly for the kingdom of God, went boldly to Pilate and asked for the body of Jesus. Then Pilate, wondering if he were already dead, and summoning the centurion, he asked him whether he had been dead for some time. When he learned from the centurion that Jesus was dead, he granted the body to Joseph. Then Joseph brought a linen cloth, and taking down the body, wrapped it in the linen cloth, and laid it in a tomb that had been hewn out of the rock. He then rolled a stone against the door of the tomb. Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of Joseph, saw where the body was laid. Were you there when they laid him in the tomb? Were you Lenten season, we've been hearing God say to us, church, get living, change and grow, let the gospel speak to you, speak to you and change your hearts and your minds and your lives. It strikes me that today, a church that gets living, listens to this passion and gives it power. If we just stand through that, and we don't let it get to us, we're not living. We're mostly dead. Perhaps we listen to the story as the anonymous woman who poured oil on the head of Jesus. 
She had such love for him. She knew he was going to die, and she used this expensive perfumed oil to express her love for him. Do we have that kind of love for Brother Jesus? Or perhaps we listen to the story with the heart of Caiaphas, the high priest. Caiaphas was so firmly entrenched in the ritual laws of the Jewish people that he didn't want to change that. He could never allow himself to be accepted in a new covenant relationship with God. He could never change. Do we listen to this story with the heart of Caiaphas who couldn't change? Or maybe we listen to the story with the heart of Peter and the disciples. Ah, yes, Lord, I'm with you. I'll never desert you. You are the Savior. You are the way I want my life to go. But then, when it starts to get tough, very much like Peter, we run away. We live like we don't even know who Brother Jesus is. We don't know what it means to call him Lord, Son of God. Or maybe we listen to, to this story with the heart of Judas. Judas was disappointed in Jesus. Jesus did not meet his expectations. He expected a a military king. He expected a strong king who would drive the Romans away and allow us Jews to be Jews. Do we listen to this story with the heart of Judas? who leave when God or the church doesn't meet our expectations. Church, get living. This story is not a a, a tale from past history. This story continues to live as long as Jesus continues to live within us. Maybe we hear the story with the heart of Jesus, huh? The one who prayed, sorely afraid of death, but gave himself to trusting Abba, trusting God, trusting Daddy. Or maybe listening to this story with the heart of Jesus, we recognize that when he cries out in the words of Psalm 22, 
My God, my God, why have you abandoned me? We realize that he prayed that whole psalm, the psalm that Lisa sang today, all of the verses, which turns from a cry of desperation and desolation into a hymn of praise and strength and trust in God. church. Get living. Listen to this gospel with the heart of Jesus and let that heart find life in him. Thanks for listening to this week's service. For more information about Good Shepherd Catholic Church, including upcoming events, please visit us online at goodshepherd-sc.org.